Hello, and uh, welcome to another episode of Outsmart Charles. I'm Charles Bennett, and if you see a Charles in a movie, you know he's either a snob or he's insane. Let's meet tonight's contestants. A performer from Long Beach, California, Willow. A professional Weird Al superfan from Philadelphia, Dana. And a musician from Las Vegas, Pablo. Tonight's categories are nuclear physics, a cask of Amontillado, give me a date, please, acceptable colors of men's vests, Patriot Games, the womb where it happened, married in Vegas, divorced in Reno, and dead white guys. So, Pablo, you had the high roll on the icosahedron. Where are we going to go? Uh, I'm thinking acceptable colors of men's vests. The last name of a Will Ferrell anchorman. Burgundy. That's correct. Celadon is not an acceptable color of men's vests, but Loden, another shade of this color, is. I'm going to say blue. I'm sorry. Uh, Dana. Hmm. I'm going to go with green. Green is correct. In 1994, John Barrent wrote a book entitled Blank in the Garden of Good and Evil, later a 1997 film. I'm going to say pass. Dana. I'll pass as well. Willow? I'm going to guess uh, Love in the Garden of Good and Evil. No, love is not a color. We were going for midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. It's a time. Dana, where do you want to go? I will take the womb where it happened. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, for this category, I will give you a name of a famous person. You have to name that person's mother. For this category, each answer must include both first and last names. Either married name or maiden name is acceptable for last name. And our first one is John Quincy Adams. Hmm. Pass. Uh, Willow, you want to try this one? No, pass. Pablo. Man, I just want to say Margaret Adams because it sounds right, but I know it's wrong. So Margaret Adams. Hey, people have forgotten John Quincy Adams' mother, John Adams' wife, Abigail Adams. Wow. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, not holding out a lot of hope, but let's go with the next one. Eric Trump. I'm going to say Ivana Trump. Ivana Trump is correct. By the way, had you said his ex-wife, I would have asked you which one. Carrie Fisher. Debbie Reynolds. That's correct. Uh, is that a cask of Amontillado? It's a cask of Amontillado. Ah. Okay. Everything in this category will concern the works of Edgar Allan Poe. This Poe animal can be found perched on a bust of Palace or in an NFL huddle. 
Is it a raven? It is. Titular beverage in Poe's cask of Amontillado comes from the juice of these. Grapes? That's correct. A type of wine. This Poe detective solves the murders in the Rue Morgue and the case of the purloined letter. Oh, pass. Pablo. Yeah, pass as well. Anna. Hmm. I would say Sherlock Holmes, but that's Arthur Conan Doyle, so I'll pass. Uh, sorry, nobody could come up with C. Auguste Dupin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't going to. Let's take a look at those scores. Dana in the lead with 35. Willow has 14. Pablo bringing up the rear with three. And Pablo, it's your board. Um, Let's do Divorced in Reno. Divorced in Reno. This category concerns celebrity divorces. This women's marriage to Chris Humphreys lasted for only two months in 2011. I'm going to say pass. Dana. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, no. Willow. Uh, pass. I guess, I guess, I guess this is so far in the rearview mirror. Nobody remembers that Chris Humphreys was briefly married to Kim Kardashian. And if anybody wants to pick up a wastebasket and throw up in it, I wouldn't blame you. After her 1974 divorce from Richard Burton, she married him again a year later, then divorced him and had another two husbands. I'm going to also say pass. Dana, you want to try this one? Pass. Willow. Uh, you know what? I'm just, just for the chance that it could all be the same thing, I'm going to guess Kim Kardashian. It is not. <laughs> Did everybody forget how many husbands Elizabeth Taylor had? And two of them were Richard Burton. One subplot of this 1939 movie involves going to Reno, get a divorce. Pass. Tina? I'm gonna guess Viva Las Vegas? In 1939, bold guess, incorrect. Willow. Pass. Okay. Anybody ever heard of the movie The Women? Seen the play. Interestingly, interestingly, can anybody tell me who wrote the uh, play and screenplay of The Women? I'm going to guess no. Same. Okay, I guess that's another pass. That was Claire Booth Luce, who, of course, was married to Henry Luce, the owner of Time Magazine. Uh, let's see, we're back on Dana now. I'm going to go with Married in Vegas. In 2008, this singer released a single entitled Waking Up in Vegas. I'm going to guess Kelly Clarkson. New Willow. Pass. Pablo. Uh, that would be Katy Perry. 
Yes, interesting strategy, Pablo. You live in Vegas. You did not pick the Vegas category for your own. I didn't, no. I don't. I've only lived here for a handful of years, so. This Googie-style casino that shares its name with an Artie Shaw song operated from 1958 to 2006. New York, New York? No, I believe New York, New York is still open. And also, I don't believe it was written by Artie Shaw. Uh, is it The Ritz? It is not. Pablo. I'm going to guess The Stardust. Stardust is correct. Pablo is making a comeback. <laughs> Las Vegas is the county seat of this county named for a copper king. Hmm. Pass. Willow. Paradise. Incorrect. Uh, Clark. That is correct. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but this, is this a the first time somebody ran a category and it was all steals? I should have picked this one. You're right. I should have picked it. I'm surprised. Ironically, by not picking it, you forced your opponents to rack up some uh, wrong answers. And now I believe we are back to Willow. Uh, I'm going to go with the easy one, nuclear physics. Nuclear physics. In Einstein equation, this equals MC squared. E? That's correct. This project resulted in the development of the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. The Manhattan Project. That is correct. Name two of the six most common elements in the human body. Carbon, hydrogen. Okay, that's two. Oxygen, nitrogen. We, we, <laughs> you, you, got, you got two. We only needed two, giving me four. In addition Except to oxygen, six. carbon... <laughs> <laughs> there, there are six. I said name two of them. The two you did not name were phosphorus and sulfur. So let's take a look at those scores. Willow has jumped into the lead on the strength of nuclear physics with 41 points. Pablo now has 33 points. And Dana has 31 points. Looks like we got a real barn burner on our hands, as Will Farrell's Alex Trebek impression would say. We'll be right back with the exciting conclusion of this round. Don't leave now. There's more show coming up. Help us grow the show by subscribing to Outsmart Charles on YouTube. If anybody wants to know the backstory behind the category Acceptable Colors of Men's Vests, tune in to our Patreon podcast. John, when we film our post-game podcast, what is the first question you're going to ask me? Uh, how you been? Probably. Okay, but, uh, what's one of the other early questions you're going to ask me? And what's the first one you want me to ask you? Yes. <laughs> what's the story behind that, uh, vest category? Yes. All right. Want to watch the show without annoying ads like these? Become a supporter at patreon.com slash outsmartcharles. Want to watch the show without annoying ads like these? Become a supporter at patreon.com slash outsmartcharles. 
Okay, welcome back to Outsmart Charles. Let's get to know our contestants a little better. For this uh, round of getting to know our contestants, I'm going to ask them about a memorable concert they went to. Uh, though this this guy isn't in good favor and he never really has been. A friend of mine had tickets to see um, Ted Nugent, uh, who, again, isn't a good dude, but... <laughs> There was a moment where a kid had jumped on stage and was rushed off briefly. And apparently that led to some, I'm talking almost seven foot tall dude to try to do the same before he was tackled and security rushed. And I'm like, I believe 16 years old at the time, 15. So that would have been about 15, 16 years ago. Um, Wild, absolutely wild. Don't plan on ever going to another one for multiple reasons though. Ted Nugent, that is. I've seen Weird Al probably about eight times now, but the most memorable of his concerts that I attended was in 2010 at the Keswick Theater in Glenside, Pennsylvania. And uh, I'd been given a front row ticket from one of my Al pals. And if you've seen Al in concert, you know that he usually ends with an encore of The Saga Begins and Yoda. And I totally did not see this coming during Yoda. He had the audience sing the chorus back to him. And he immediately then pointed the microphone at me and said, okay, now just you. And of course I sang it back to him, but I, uh, that will forever remain one of the most memorable concert experiences. And of course, that front row ticket included a backstage pass. So I said to Al, thanks for putting me on the spot. And he said, no problem. You were, you did a great job. Uh, I went to a Foo Fighters concert at the Forum that Cage the Elephant was opening for. And the drummer for Cage the Elephant's appendix exploded right before the show. So Dave Grohl played uh, drums for them. And he did like four hours worth of concert. So he he, he, he was a drummer in... in uh... Two different bands? He was a drummer for Cage the Elephant, and then, uh, you know, he's the lead for Foo Fighters, so he was doing guitar and vocal for that one. It was a really fun show. Is it true that Dave Grohl has been in 40 different bands? Honestly, considering how quickly bands can, like, evaporate, I believe it. Yeah, because he was in Cage the Elephant for one performance. <laughs> I don't know. He was in Cage fun. the Elephant for half an hour. <laughs> All righty. Let's take a look at our remaining categories. And by the way, play reverses for the final rounds. Our remaining categories are give me a date, please. Patriot Games and Dead White Guys. Let's do Patriot Games. This national anthem of France is sampled in both the 1812 Overture and the soundtrack of the motion picture Casablanca. I'm going to say pass. Willow. Oh, I'm going to have to pass. Dana. I'm going to guess the Battle Hymn of the Republic. No, the Battle Hymn of the Republic is an American tune. Not to be confused with La Marseillaise. You know, at the part of the 1812 Overture where it goes, dun, 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 dun. And then they, uh, and then they shoot off a bunch of cannons. Oh, that is the only part of that song I know. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All you need is love. And cannons. 
Star-Spangled Banner was written to commemorate the defense of this Baltimore fort. Pass. I'm going to go with uh, Fort Strong. No. Dana. I'll pass as well. Nobody could come up with Fort McHenry. Interesting fact. I have participated in a flag ceremony at Fort McHenry. I was very, very little. The key to participating in a flag ceremony at Fort McHenry? Get there at dawn. This Revolutionary War battle resulted in France entering the war on the side of the United States. I'm going to say pass. Willow? Uh, I'm going to pass. Dana. I'm going to guess the Battle of Bunker Hill. No, we were looking for Saratoga. So that's the second category y'all have gone 0 for on. Willow, select from Give Me a Date, Please, and Dead White Guys. I'm going to go with Dead White Guys. This 1980s U.S. president was known as the great communicator for his communication of the end of the Cold War, though I'm personally not a fan. Um, I'm going to guess Ronald Reagan. That's correct. Hey, you know who likes Ronald Reagan? Ted Nugent. Uh. <laughs> this mustachioed prime minister was known for unifying Germany in the 1860s and turning it into an emerging world power. I'm going to guess the villain of World War I, Kaiser Wilhelm. No, we wanted the Prime Minister, not the Kaiser. Dana. Pass. Pablo. The pass as well for me. Nobody wanted to come up with Otto von Bismarck. This Massachusetts senator is known for his Liberty and Union speech and for forming a great triumvirate with Henry Clay and John C. Calhoun. Oh, I'm going to pass on that one. Dana. Pass. Pablo. Yeah, that's going to be a rock-hard pass for me as well. Nobody wanted to come up with Daniel Webster? The book guy? That's Noah Webster. Uh. Daniel Webster was a politician. Liberty and Union, now and forever, one and inseparable. Well, Dana, I guess you're going to have to deal with Give Me a Day, please. Totally cool with that. You have to name the year historical events happen, such as... Columbus's first landing in the Americas. 1492. That's correct. Now, Dana, if you run the next two questions, you win the game. There are also still possibilities for Pablo or Willow to win the game. Anybody can win the Allied invasion of Normandy. I'm going to guess 1912. 1912. You'd be wrong. I'm going to guess 1918. No. Willow. D-Day was in 45. No, it wasn't Willow. Oh. 44. Did y'all forget what war? I do. Now the math gets easier. Whoever gets this question right wins it all. Willow wins if everybody gets it wrong. For all the chips... The Peace of Augsburg, or as my father calls it, the end of world history. Pass. Pablo? Pass. Willow. I mean, uh... may as well guess. I'm going to go with 
1918. Well, it's not 1918. It doesn't matter. You win anyway. We're looking for 1555. My dad would say, history ended in 1555. But let's take a look at those scores. Pablo has almost as many passes as points. He has 32. Dana has 38. Willow has 47 and will be advancing to the final round after this commercial break. Think you can outsmart me? I don't think so. But if you want to try, go to bit.ly slash outsmartcharles and fill out our contestant submission form. We're always looking for new challenges. Welcome back to Outsmart Charles. Willow has beaten a tough crowd of a close competition to make it to face off against Charles in five categories that they have each selected some of. And those categories tonight are area codes, US history, 20th century science fiction, Dungeons and Dragons, queer culture, and history. Willow, your choice first. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with uh, Dungeons and Dragons. The fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons was released in 2014 by what publishing company? Um, hmm. It's written by the Wizards of the Coast, which is owned by Hasbro. So I'm going to go with Hasbro. Yeah, uh, both acceptable there. Uh, Wizards of the Coast is the uh, publishing company that is owned by Hasbro, so I accept that. Name one of the two original designers of Dungeons & Dragons. Ernest Gygax, who goes by Gary Gygax, generally. All right, I'll uh, take your word for that. <laughs> but Gary Gygax is what I had there, because, you know, I don't know all the details but all yeah you said gary gygax so even if mm -hmm. even if you, you are wrong on the other one you're still right and it was originally uh the company was called tsr yes that's what that book says over there yeah. um <laughs> uh dave arneson uh the other mm -hmm. credited co-creator there he died two years after they wrote it that's why you don't hear as much about him like with uh stanley and jack kirby or with orville and wilbur wright yep you always hear about Orville Redenbacher and never Wilbur Redenbacher. Of the six dice needed for D&D, the one that isn't a platonic solid. This is a geometry question. That's not fair. I'm going to go with the D4. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. Charles for the steal. Okay. Well, now, now we do get to mention that the other term for an icosahedron is a D20. So it, I'm gonna, I, believe they, I believe there's a D10, and a 10 is not a regular platonic solid. Is, is it a correct. D10? That is correct. So the, the other ones are D4, D6, D8, D12, and D20. The dice uh, definition is just based on the number next to it. So there's also a D100 that's an option. Um, generally, it's two D10s that use one as the 10th place and one as the 1's place. Yep, it is uh, It is an optional dice, uh, so... You can not... buy a golf ball-shaped <laughs> yeah, D100, yeah. though. <laughs> and if you don't have a good rolling table, that's just going to keep going forever. Also known as Illithids, these creatures can bend others to their will while siphoning out the brains of their living prey. That would be the Lovecraftian horror, the Mind Flayer. It is the Mind Flare. Charles, did you know that one? 
No. All right. Got they've got face tentacles. <laughs> In the 2000 movie adaptation of Dungeons and Dragons, this mage played by Jeremy Irons creates a magic scepter that allows him to control gold dragons. <laughs> This it's good to level the playing field because I've got no clue what this is, but I can throw a shot into the dark and just say, uh, I'm just going to go with spin tax. And if anyone gets that joke, congrats. Charles for the steal. Uh, I got nothing either. Is it an owl bear? Come on. It's a mage played by Jeremy Irons. He was not an owlbear. Uh, he might have been able to transform into one, but we didn't see that in the film, but probably because they is, ran is out of Will budget halfway through the film. Is Will holding up an owlbear right film. now? I am holding up an owlbear. Um, I stream d d if you ever want to like check that out. Uh, and it's full of uh, metallic dice. Plug your channel. You can find me on the uh, now defunct Streamlight Theater on YouTube for the for the games that I have up. Nice. Uh, that was Mage Profion. Mage Profion. Very over-the-top performance in that film. That film is, uh, oh man, they tried. All right, Charles. U.S. history. What was the cause of the Civil War? The Generally, the predominant cause of the Civil War was slavery. Slavery. Yeah. Just, <laughs> say, just say slavery. Yeah. It's, it's Re the only correct to, answer. <laughs> reference to Apu's citizenship test there. Wish I could give extra points for that, but uh, you may have figured out the theme for the category, though. In the Simpsons episode, Homer versus the 18th <laughs> Amendment, Homer takes up this occupation. Uh, he's a bootlegger. That is correct. Very easy if you know what the 18th Amendment was. Or the Simpsons. <laughs> That's why this category works for me. This is both. Do you know what he was called as a, as a bootlegger? I'm going to guess I Homer. I don't remember, but it involved hiding. It, it involved bowling balls. It was a rather ingenious scheme involving bowling balls. He was the beer baron. Since a home security system would cost $500, in the Simpsons episode, The Cartridge Family, Homer waits five days for a gun thanks to this 1994 Act of Congress. Was it the Brady Bill? Yes, the Brady Bill or the Brady Act or the Brady Handgun Violence Prevention Act. I mean, I, I, my dad wouldn't let me watch The Simpsons, so that, that might be a slight handicap here. Maybe. I don't think it's really going to matter because you know your U.S. history. You should watch The Simpsons. It's available on Disney+. Plus. In The Trouble with Trillions, Mr. Burns hands Castro a trillion-dollar bill. But what is the largest denomination Federal Reserve note ever issued for public circulation? Public circulation, not just passing money amongst the Federal Reserve? Mm-hmm, correct. Okay, the largest legal tenure in ten, tender in public circulation was $10,000, and it featured a picture of Salmon P. Chase. Um, the Federal weird. Reserve for internal transactions briefly printed a $100,000 bill, but the largest in public circulation was the $10,000 bill. From 1928 to 1934. And right, it had a picture of a salmon on it. <clears throat> they are proposing a trillion dollar minted coin for inflation purposes like zimbabwe what i also read is that they're proposing a national cryptocurrency and right now i think that is a terrible idea you're correct 
We should all, of course, go by the standardized currency of NFTs. It's little monkey JPEGs for 2023. Yep. There's no problems with that. <laughs> no problems. All right. Final question of this round. This 1964 Don Siegel movie was Ronald Reagan's final film role before retiring from acting in 1966, moving on to other things. God. I don't know Ronald Reagan's filmography. I know this is a bit of a cheat. It isn't a Simpsons question at all. It's not a Simpsons I, question, and it's barely a history really question. really tried, tried to tie it into the Simpsons <laughs> with, with this one. Oh, God. It's about a U.S. president. Yeah. It's a history question. You know your presidents. Come on. 1964 Don Siegel movie starring Ronald Reagan. Oh, good God. I want to say his last movie was some sort of Jesus pick. Uh, something, something of the Christ. I, I don't know. Sorry, that's incorrect. Willow for the steal. I'm going to guess Mr. Simpson, which is probably wrong, but I have a follow-up question after oh, that. Oh, man, that would have been great. No, it is uh, Las Vegas band The Killers. Ah, <clears throat> uh, The Killers. Uh, I guess Ronald Reagan is Mr. Brightside. <laughs> um, was that the one with the monkey? Uh, no. No, Charles, what was the monkey one? What was the monkey one? Uh, Bedtime for Bonzo. Ah. Right? Is that okay. it? That sounds like a monkey title. All right, Willow. You, you got you got a chance here because uh, Charles missed some questions there. So uh, where shall we go? Uh, okay. Before I choose this category, I have to preface it by saying, because we've mentioned him a couple of times, Ronald Reagan was the worst. <laughs> just just an absolute pile of donkey dung. Uh, and I'm going to go with queer culture and history. All right. And frankly, that was one area in which he was an absolute pile of donkey dung. This series of demonstrations in Greenwich Village in 1969 transformed the gay liberation movement in the United States. What were the Stonewall riots? I thought you would know that. Oh. Yes, sorry. Yes, the Stonewall rights. Thought you were asking me. Um, I'm sorry, I did the Jeopardy thing. That's all right. They're written as answers. It's 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 understandable. It's just a fun format to write questions in. He was the first openly gay man elected to public office in California, dubbing himself the mayor of Castro Street. Who is Harvey Milk? Uh, he's a guy that they made a movie about. Sean Penn played. She was the first person in the United States to become widely known for having gender confirmation surgery after traveling to Denmark for the operation in 1952. Oh, um, I think her first name is Margaret, but I cannot remember her last name. All right. I will have to pass. Pass that one over to Charles. Charles? should know this i'm ashamed i don't i i feel like the surname is german or scandinavian but it's not coming to me all right you were closer on the, the your guess there but uh christine jorgensen christine mm. jorgensen this self-described black lesbian mother warrior poet published a collection of essays and speeches entitled sister outsider um Ah. 
Martha P. Johnson. So incorrect, Charles, for the steal. Again, I'm I'm disappointed at how how little I know in this category. I I feel like I should know who this lady is, and I'm disappointed that I don't. I mean, you and me both. Hey, this is definitely an area that uh, you know you need more education on. Uh, but her name came up a number of times on uh, lists of important uh, figures in this movement. Audrey Lord. Audrey Lord. This artist and gay rights activist designed the rainbow flag in 1978, which has become a globally recognized symbol of the modern LGBT movement. Uh, missing a few letters from that acronym, but... Um, I went with the... Uh, because of the historical context of this, the acronym used at the time when the, the flag was created. That's valid. But That's um, a fair point. I, I was debating that with myself uh, while writing this question. Especially because a lot of people about two years ago picked up the Progress Pride flag, which is slightly different. Yes. Um, and that's why I didn't uh, didn't update the acronym because it deflects. Is the Progress Pride one that has the black and the brown stripes? Uh, there's all, yes. Um, I think there's a and Then there's the other stripes one there. that has the triangle and the pink stripes. Um, I'm not familiar with the triangle part of that. I mean, so without the rest of the colors, it's kind of hard to get a description on this. Although the triangle was the the symbol for um, a lot of queer people in uh, the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. So probably the reference there. I don't have an answer to this one, unfortunately. I, uh, I, I chose a category that I felt was important, but I apparently didn't do a great job of researching it in the last couple of weeks to get all the names in my head. Okay, I'm happy to, uh, to prompt people to uh, do more research and get a little bit of information out through the questions, so I'm, I'm happy you picked the category. Uh, Charles, for the steal. Again, I'm, I'm kind of stumped. I feel, again, I feel like this is a person that should be a household name and isn't. Oh, I don't. I don't know. Was it Harry Hay? Gilbert Baker. Gilbert Baker. Do you two know who Harry Hay is? I do not. Educate. I'm gonna guess a flag stitcher. Betsy Ross is the only flag stitcher that I know of. But... I was gonna no, say no, I don't no. remember the America Lady. Uh, Harry Hay was a prominent gay rights advocate in uh, Silver Lake. Last summer, I, I, I took a hike from northeast L.A. to Silver Lake and then to downtown Lay and back, mostly to prove I could. But one of the places I went to was the, what is it called, the Modicine Steps? Because the it's, it's interesting. You, you, you always hear about New York and San Francisco, but there's a lot of interesting stuff in L.A., particularly in Silver Lake. All right, Charles. It's your game to lose. Which category do you think you can um, not pass? Prevent, prevent Willow from stealing mm -hmm. stealing my points on. <laughs> I mean, last time I did area codes, I embarrassed myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's do it again. All right. <clears throat> not afraid to uh, to try to redeem I'm yourself here. Not afraid here. to take a stand. Everybody, everybody, come take my hand. Come take my hand, we'll walk this world together. 201. <clears throat> 201 is uh, Jersey City and Hackensack and Fort Lee, New Jersey. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you that one. 
I had New Jersey, uh, Bergen County, and Hudson County. It's all it, it, it's it's the ones that are on the other side of the George Washington Bridge. If you could ever get across it, two one six. Okay, two one six. That's uh, it's the rock and roll city of Cleveland, Ohio. It is Cleveland, Ohio. At least I haven't embarrassed myself too bad. Not yet. Two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. Oh yeah, this is where I start embarrassing myself. Yellow's just waiting for that steal. <laughs> I know what 228 is. It's not the question. I think I know what 239 is. 29. Oh, uh, is it uh was it Fort Myers, Florida? No. Now we've just lost all of our viewers from Georgia. Uh, covers oh, now I know what it is. Albany. Now I know what it Valdosta, is. You, you didn't let Willow try to steal. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm going to say Georgia, uh, Maldosta specifically. So... Whoa. <laughs> Man, that was a screw up there. It's a, I'm going to go ahead and give you give you this. Unless you name one of the three area codes I know in California, I'm not going to know any because I was born after a point in time when phone saved the number you were calling to. Here, here's what we're gonna do because I screwed up there, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna feel bad. I'm gonna write down 15 points here, and uh, uh, Willow, if you lose by 15 points, then uh, we're gonna, we're gonna revisit that, and uh, you know, give okay. you a retroactive win here. But that was, <laughs> woof, that was bad. I, I, I'm sorry that I just assumed that you wouldn't know that. Uh, that was bad, real bad. To be my... fair, I wouldn't have. <laughs> Like zero chance. <laughs> There's no reason to know it. All right. It's born in 1996. I've never had a phone I had to dial in more than once. <laughs> Now's where we get to either the tricky ones or if you've been paying attention to the news, the easier ones. <clears throat> 7.53 as of March 26, 2022. What are the new ones that are overlaying the old ones? It's posed in the question there. God, I'm just going to make a damn fool of myself, but it may not matter because I, I feel like this is a difficult category for Willow to steal. Um, let's see. Is it uh, Athens, Georgia? No, Georgia was the last one. That could have been <laughs> Willow for the steal. Um, I'm gonna guess uh, San Bernardino. Sorry, Ottawa and surrounding eastern Ontario, Canada. <laughs> I didn't know Canadian numbers were an option. <laughs> yeah, Canada has area codes. Mexico doesn't. Can it's U.S., Canada, and the Caribbean. Oh, that's. Okay. Yeah, it's a North American numbering plan, although not all of North America is included. So. Final question here. Uh, worth 25 points. So, still anyone's game if you're bad at math. 988 as of July 16th, 2022. 988. Is that the suicide prevention hotline? That it is. That it is. The National Suicide uh, Prevention 
Lifeline and Mental Health Crisis Hotline. And that's a big deal because to establish it, they required 10-digit dialing everywhere. It'll be great to have that one on there. Uh, It's currently served by uh, 800-273-8255 or 800-273-TALK. But in July 16th, it'll be 988. So nice, easy dialing there. Yeah, the thing is, is that if it if the last two digits are the same, it's always something special. Like, did you know that nine one one is an area code? I do now. The area is emergencies. Thank, thanks for the four one one. Well, Willow, I'm sorry you haven't outsmarted Charles Bennett. Better luck next time. Looks like we had a lot of fun here, and I made a damn fool of myself yet again. Same. Tune in next week for our movie special, where I once again make a damn fool of myself. <laughs>